0: The following program is rated M-A-L. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon hot Shield. He'll bounce the right rear off below in turn four. Last one for Sheldon hot Shield. Quick time! Off turn four. Quick time! 10 zero, 3 zero. Second lap time.
1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 67 of the QuickTime Podcast. Coming up on today's show, Donnie Shotsville is back. We're talking with the Iowa farmer, Tasker Phillips. But first, let's check in the boys like we always do each and every week.
2: Let's start off with Brad Brown. Brad, how was your week, man? I had a good weekend. Uh, coming home, not so good. Uh, my wife and I went over to the Iowa State Fair on Friday, then we hit Knoxville on Saturday coming home we have we bought a camper about 4 weeks ago and on the way home a rear a wh- rear wheel bearing went out of it and screwed everything up so that was a that was a chore but we got it home we got it fixed uh, thanks to my brother and my dad and uh, uh, but the, the Knoxville Nationals it's still the granddaddy of them all and it's it's a beautiful place
1: so uh did you lock everything up or did you tear some shit up when you uh, when the bearing <laughs> went out
2: fortunately I a, a, a couple was passing us and she was pointing back to my wheel and I got pulled off, and it was smoking like a son of a gun, but no damage uh, other than the, we had just the bearings and stuff. So we, we were lucky cause we were it was about ready to come, come off that. Because it camper. could potentially roll over, right, like if it went out or no? Uh, possible, but it would at least – Tore the in underside of that camper all the hell. So that would have been a lot of That's fun. That's what insurance is for, right? <laughs> they don't pay for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Josh, the other voice you heard there. What was your week like? I know you had a little Knoxville Nationals party here in the Race Cave. Yeah, I had the first annual a Race Cave Knoxville Nationals party. It can't and be annual. You said you're going it, to Nationals next I year, so, so it's not to, an I, annual
3: thing. I am going to It's the one and only. <laughs> this is a one-shot deal, at least for na- this year. But I have to say, I did have a guest come to... The party by the name of Brandon Anderson.
1: I had nothing better to and, do,
3: and my friend Nick. He was all excited. He's like, "Yeah, Brandon's coming and talk racing and everything." And it was it was just a blast having the kids here and whatnot
2: and
1: noisy ass kids. How were them walking tacos? Oh, they were delicious. They was in the bag
2: as as Wayne Hanger <laughs> would call it. I paid ten dollars for one in Knoxville, and I was still hungry when I got done with it because there wasn't much in it. Yeah, no, it, $10. We,
3: I had all sorts of different fixings. You could go in there. It's not just your lettuce, cheese, and meat and whatnot. It was like anything you wanted to put in it, it was going in it. And it was great. But yeah, other than that, it was a it was a fun party. Um even at the end of the night when basically the girls left, went 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 away and then I was it was and it, it was, was a late
1: night. I was uh trying to stay awake.
3: Yeah, it was literally it came down to me, Brandon, Nick and his son and my son and they Bryce, were asleep. My son fell asleep two laps into the A main and Nick's son Hayden he kept dozing off. He fell asleep once. Said he didn't fall asleep. Uh, I
1: fell asleep over here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so other other than that, it was a, a good good show and just a lot of blast to be down in the cave.
1: Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I enjoyed my time over here. Uh, I'd rather have been at Knoxville, but shit didn't work out the way it was supposed to. So a good alternative was coming out here watching it on Dirtvision and. Uh,
2: thank god for Dervision, because it was a hell of a show i'll tell you what a difference a week makes the 360s you were sweating bullets it was so damn hot and uh saturday with the 410s uh, at one point during the night my wife and i had to go out and get a sweatshirt and a t-shirt because it was so i was cold and and so was she so we ended up buying sweatshirts from uh, uh was it denison the, the nearest vendor yeah that so, so no so no driver you just got event t-shirts yeah, event t-shirt there was only one vendor open at that time so uh uh, beggars couldn't be choosers. But I ended up with a pretty cool long sleeve t- um, T-shirt. So it Did
1: have a bunch of uh, screen print just crap like, on it that you don't like? or just is it
2: Knoxville Raceway on it, and that was nice. the, it, was, it turned out pretty cool. Got two Trina words. actually wanted one, but she couldn't find one her size.
3: I saw Trina was trying to find one of those shirts. The the QuickTime be, shirts? Be, New no, QuickTime
2: the, shirts? No, no, the Be Kind shirt. We, did she we ever we find picked, one? We picked one up. Kyle Uh-oh. Loomis um, came through for us. There you go.
1: All right. So before we get started, let's let's kick off things with our
2: quick time awards of the week. Uh, Brad Brown, we started with you. Let's go with you. I'm gonna go with the exact same two people that I picked last week: Shots and Shookart. Shots because. Uh, he found something recently and he won the Knoxville nationals, uh, number 11. Uh, it's just amazing what he did. He dropped back to about sixth or seventh and he came back through and, and won that thing. And then Shukart, because he started like 22nd and he came back and finished third. That guy was a, a missile out there. And, uh, Really fun to watch him uh, dice his way through the field to get that third place finish. So I'm going to go with the same two uh, two weeks in a row.
3: You know, I keep hearing that Logan could win this thing if he could just start closer to the front. Absolutely, he could. I mean, he's got speed. He no, buries no himself almost that. every year. And it, yeah. You just, yeah. Talk about winning a feature and then don't even. Yeah, make we'll, we'll get show. into that a
2: little, little
1: bit later on. There's a lot of debate on the uh, Knoxville Nationals format. Should it be changed? Should it not be changed? But before Josh, what's your quick time award? Mine goes to Deson Persley. Um, he won
3: seven out of eight features at Coles County Speedway. Uh, was it last weekend? Um, it's it's awesome to see him back on the track. I mean, this is one of the the true future of the sport coming through. Yeah, kind of like Ryan Timms is right now. For
1: him to come back after that that gruesome accident and not even knowing if he's gonna walk or anything again, and yeah. To come back, his first race back and, well, first event back, he won seven of the eight features he was in, which is pretty damn impressive.
2: It Was it, what class? Was it micro midgets? It's micros, is micro, yes. Hand. Yeah.
1: Non-wing, wing. That's I mean, a, it was great, all.
2: That, in my opinion, that's a great place to start. And I mean,
3: it, to me, he's he's still, he's running with no fear. And that's what you have to do. You can't come back and and worry about little things here and there. You know, Parker Price Miller is a good good example. I mean, he wrecked this weekend, but he's still still has the fire to come back and want to be back in this thing. So, I mean, hats off to, to personally on this, and I just can't wait to see him in the future.
1: Yeah, for me, I want to do something Brad Brown does not do and show the 305 some love. <laughs> Ryan Kitchen picking up his first ever win at Eagle Raceway in one of Adam Gillian's cars. Uh,
2: About damn time. I didn't,
1: know Adam, or I didn't know Ryan never won a feature race out there. Either. I mean, he's been out. He's been a fixture at Eagle Raceway for as long as I can remember. Yeah. From the 360s to when they ran wingless every other week for a while. And so now, and just to finally pick up that, that first one feature win at Eagle Raceway, it's, I mean, hats off. He's now added his name to that record book out there.
2: Must have forgot all of his bad habits, and he has a clean slate, and now he's, uh, now he's <laughs> fast. So uh, props to him, man. That's, uh, that's awesome to get your first win anywhere. Is uh, got to be a, feel a great sense of accomplishment.
3: So my question is, Brandon's went back-to-back weeks with 305 drivers that are from Eagle, and but yet he hasn't been at Eagle.
2: <laughs> this show is going to hell in a
1: <laughs> It's getting hey, better. <laughs> there's going to be
2: a return to Eagle Raceway right here. Soon. He else coming back. back. None of us have gone to Eagle. <laughs> yeah, I'm Eagle. Josh a hasn't time. left the couch. Hey, Let's be honest.
3: It's it's hot outside. Come on, I don't want to be hot. <laughs> mosquitoes.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's dirt. There's bugs. There's See, dirt. I can
3: look at my backyard, and it's like looking at a racetrack because
1: the the grass is so brown. So it's kind of like full, hey, there's my uh, dirt yeah, track. it's full of weeds. And yeah, uh, you eagle. get get on your shit, bud. It's pretty nice. All right. Speaking of sitting on the couch, that's what we all did last night with the uh, the debut of the High Limit Sprint Car Series opener at Lincoln Park Speedway in Putnamville, Indiana. What are you guys' thoughts on the race? I mean, to me, it was another race. I mean, I get that it's going to be a series. Um, it's more money, but just another race. And I, I mean, it was a great race. Don't get me wrong. What, what were your guys' thoughts on it? Were you, were you having higher expectations or what, what do you think?
3: My thoughts was it, it was a race, yeah. Um, it, it was fun to watch. It was fun to see what it was going to be for next year. But other than that, I mean, besides the big purse and what it was and, and Durst money that he put up, other than that, it it
1: didn't really have any different difference for me from an all-star race. I don't think that I don't think that's the high limit goal is to be in an event every single time. I think it's a race series. So you're going to have your typical outlaw all-star, whatever format, you're not going to have these weird formats like the nationals or any of the late model races. It's going to be qualify. heat race dash features.
2: I'm I'm the same with you guys. I think it was just another race. It was a great opportunity for people to make more money. $22,522 to win. Mm -hmm. Um, Kyle and and Brad are just trying to give the drivers and teams more opportunities for bigger purchases. Pur- uh, it's a great idea, great series. Uh, ho- I can't wait to see what transpires out of next year and whether the Outlaws are going to work with them or not or whether Brad and Kyle are going to work with the Outlaws or not. Uh, let there be um, cross competitions or whatever you want to say so the Outlaw drivers can come and race with the Outlaws uh, the high limits, but uh, it was it was a, and the track was really competitive. It was a really racy track. There was shoot at the end there. There were three people vying for the for the the win. So uh, it was a good good night of, of racing for a, for a, what was it Tuesday night? Yeah, Tuesday um, night. It was good, uh, but I didn't see anything special about it other than it was just a good night of competition and good good night of racing.
3: You know, when they had the bomber class, I think they only had like one or two heats, but other than that,
2: you it, know, the
1: you mentioned the bomber class, I get. I, Hats off to have one support class on a Tuesday night, right? Yeah, yeah I true. mean these kind of these kind of races You don't need five freaking classes right. or anything like that but the announcer for the bombers when they're getting ready for the uh, the a feature I Get what he was trying to do and and promote the bombers But to me he was talking down to him a lot like right. these guys they don't get this they don't do that that blah 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 The weekend rates. Are- yeah, it, it sounded like you were talking down on the class. I mean don't give me, I'm not a bomber fan um, I didn't watch the feature race. <laughs> yeah. like I went and did some other shit. So, yeah, I term- but but the fact that you know you got the announcer out there trying to trying to pump up the sport class and saying basically he made it sound like they were lower class yeah. and and I kind of feel like this high limits needs a, a good announcer to it. I mean, uh, Dylan Walsh and, and the guy that they had on there, I, I announcing the uh the 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 sprint car portion that w- they were great. I thought uh, Dylan did really well. I mean, I've, from listening to his podcast, he sounds
3: no different, but. You need that excitement. I don't feel like I got that. You know what I mean? Like you get that with Outlaws. You get that with Chet. I mean, you're pumped to watch this race, and it's just kind of kind of a NASCAR feel to it, where it's
1: you're just talking about the race. I'll disagree with you there. I, I really enjoyed the announcement they had last night. <laughs>
2: Brad, I, what's the tiebreaker? I don't go to the races and listen to the announcer. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I watch the action on the track, and, uh, and the action on the track was fantastic. And I, I can see with my own two eyes that uh, what's going on on the track, so I don't need them to, to explain what's going on. So I honestly don't pay. <laughs> Announcers are overpaid for what they do. <laughs> Although Chet is really well, really good at what he Absolutely. does. Absolutely, they're all really good. <laughs> uh, um, Blake is great. Uh, uh, Tony Bachoven. Uh, they're all really good at what they do, but when, when they're at speed, you can't hear them talk anyway. So True. now on the TV, that's another story you can hear them. But, uh, again, uh, most of the time I'm in the living room watching them with my wife beside me and she's watching TV. So I usually don't have the volume up anyway. So I, I just uh, watch the action and it's good enough for or me. Or if you have
3: three TVs, you only watch one yeah. that you have the sound and you're just like, Oh yeah, that's what it is.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm indifferent to the, to announcers. Yeah, I mean, I. So, although Bruce Ellis uh, <laughs> at Williams Grove uh, is hard to take, that's why the volume stays down. On yeah, that. I
1: don't. I don't even turn it up to one. Yeah. <laughs> for Go but ahead. for me, when I'm actually at the racetrack, you're, you're spot on, Brad. Uh, most most racetracks you can't hear. There's there's a few that have really good sound systems out there that you can't hear the announcers over the cars, but that kind of defeats the purpose for me because I want to hear the fucking race cars. Yeah,
2: I want to hear the zoom zoom. <laughs>
3: but it was nice to see Kyle get up to ten, get back to tenth like we were talking about earlier. To get the guys extra money, the guys you know, yeah. For those that
1: I didn't know there was there was a bounty put on Kyle Larson. So if
3: uh, it was put on by a Kyle, right? I, I, That's I, just I what sounds like yeah. yeah. Any the anybody table.
1: that finishes above Kyle Larson up to tenth place will they'll, they'll split ten thousand dollars. So yeah. if Kyle
2: finished second, the winner's getting an extra ten grand. Right. And so with him finishing tenth, the nine guys got. 1,111 dollars so and then bonus so and then the Durst family put
1: up some some five hundred dollars for each uh, starting position in the ama yeah. so a lot awesome. a lot of extra bonus money out there
2: that was awesome that uh, Durst put up five hundred dollars per per position yeah. for everybody that's pretty cool
1: so definitely excited to see what the what the series brings next year is it going to shake things up in this print card world with the World Outlaws, or are just going to be set at school and we're going to have kind of the same kind of fields we had last night so it's, it's going to be fun to see what happens
2: there were there were some great drivers in the field. Don't give me a lot wrong. of non-wing but, guys. Yeah, I'm surprised that of, you know bolted well, on a wing. I'm surprised. Yeah. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised there was 35 cars there with uh, not many wing cars in Indiana. So, but uh, um, I hope the Outlaws can can will allow their drivers to race with the high limits because uh, just just bringing the name of Brad Sweet or Donnie Shots or Logan Shugard or Gravel to that series is going to help. With them getting, making money and then more fans in the stands. But so, at
1: the same point, is that going to diminish the outlaw name and brand by having those guys? I mean, that's
2: a possibility. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I just hope everybody works together and, and it'll it, it be good for everybody.
3: Well, and I hate how they built it up all night about Kyle Larson. It's about him and passing him. You know, it by bringing in a David Gravel, by bringing in a Donnie shots, you bring in more chances for, larson to have a lot more problems i mean you're the guys he was racing against last night they're top the line guys but i didn't yeah, like how they, i yeah. didn't like how they kept building it up like well you got to beat beat him well it's not all about him it's about everybody else that's there too you should be
2: promoting them as well i i do agree with you i, I do get especially the last year and a half uh, when kyle was winning so damn many races i was there was a lot of drivers out there and every storyline was about Kyle Larson and yeah. I was getting a little tired of hearing about Kyle Larson. And, and so, uh, I mean, there, you can't take anything away from Kyle. Larson. No, you can't really. But uh, just like on our podcast last week, we really didn't mention Kyle for whatever reasons. It was, it was fun to talk about all the other guys and, and leave Kyle kind of out of the conversation because I mean, it's a given that he's going to be a contender. So uh, we don't need to keep, uh keep beating a dead horse but uh, it's good to talk about all these other guys that are working their asses off just to try to try to make a go of it and so uh, it was fun to talk about other drivers as well
3: yeah i mean it kyle larson's kyle larson but at the same time i guess it'd probably be no different than back in the day when you had you know steve Kinzer or yeah. sammy swindell yeah those are the guys they all talked about you didn't talk about the lower guys you know like the andy baron hillenberg or Lance DeWeese or somebody like that. Andy
1: Hillenberg is not a lower, lower guy. He He's was my guy badass. back. In
3: the, he was he was the man. Yeah.
1: So I, me personally, I like to see it all shake out where you can just run wherever you want to run. Fuck it. Uh, it's called the Outlaws. Let yeah, them be Outlaws. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Why Why not call? It? If you're that, if you're an outlaw, you should be running in something like this. I understand the whole fact of their rules against it, and you know they're putting up the money. The Outlaws are so they want to keep what they have, but at the same time, it only helps your brand by bringing them to these races to, you know, get people to watch the outlaws, to pay for dirt vision. Cause this is on flow. It was on flow. You know, it, to me, it
2: just brings more attention to the world of outlaws. Yeah. The term outlaws is just for brand recognition anymore. There's no <laughs> that's, such yeah, thing that's all as an outlaw. It used to be, but it hasn't been for 25 years. Uh, they have rules and they do have to protect their product and, and I get it. Um, but you, you don't want to change their name to uh, another series. And then everybody knows when you talk about the allies, everybody knows what you're talking about. So there, you just, but it's, it's yeah, the, the term world of allies, run what you brung, it uh, doesn't happen anymore.
1: No, definitely not. So let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk with the, uh, what I want to say is the story of the Nationals, the Iowa farmer putting his name on the map, Tasker Phillips locking himself in with a quick time on Thursday night and uh, locking himself in the A-Main
4: and welcome to The Amazing Pizza Machine, Omaha's award-winning play and buffet experience with over 60,000 square feet of indoor food and fun. First, feast your eyes on this. Our amazing buffet is packed full of delicious choices and is super convenient for families, groups, and folks of all ages. Yes, pizza is our middle name. But our unlimited buffet has so much more. And for the 21 and older club, we serve beer and wine available by the glass. Our amazing arcade is one of the
0: largest in the Midwest and is something for all ages. With over 170 of the latest and greatest video and arcade games, as well as rides and attractions. Voted Omaha's best family entertainment center and best place for birthday parties, the amazing pizza machine is the perfect destination for any celebration and we hope to see you soon.
1: Join Stars photographer, B.A., and off-ice official Gene Cotter for Thunderstruck, the unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast, where we talk with your favorite Lincoln Stars players, coaches, and alumni.
4: Oh, it was a great night, yeah. Beat, beat them in their own rink just before the buzzer. It was
0: something special for sure. I don't, I don't want to call it a surprise because I knew that there was uh, a great, rich history for hockey here in Lincoln, but uh, I, was, I was really happy to see fans come back in droves and, and be such a great supporter for us. I might have to throw my roommate on the bus. Uh-oh. I think Sato doesn't have the best tape jobs. He actually just spray painted all his sticks white um, on the bottom of them. I think uh, he's
4: copying some, some NHLer he's looking up to, but... I don't know. I think it's dusty. I think a lot of guys think it's sick,
1: though. <laughs> to let them in penalty minutes, back before they handed out those little 10-minute wussy misconducts on everything, with 265, <laughs> Thunderstruck the podcast, all season long, right here on the Anchor app, or wherever you find your favorite podcast.
3: You bear!
0: Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the podcast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. A new hard drive from Taylor Computers in Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're going to get your same computer back but it's gonna run faster, cooler, and the battery's gonna last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back. This is the Dump and Chase podcast. We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit. Voice of the Phantoms and friend of the show, Mr. Matt Lipsack. I am along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here, although really, that's a lost cause at this point. We welcome back Phantoms president, Andrew Goldman. It want, went smoother than it did with Matt. I want that added. <laughs> I want that added. <laughs> shaking your head now for i'm agreeing with you because he has absolutely (laughs) killed us this year well so far finger guns has met sam shut up so yeah that's that's not helping i'm trying to process okay check out the dump and chase podcast every wednesday on western reserve radio youtube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts listen that like was frightening i would like to
1: take a minute to tell you about a company that i've used countless times crawford plumbing it was founded back in 2004 by my good friend pat crawford Pat's experience, attention to detail, and hard work ethic is what holds him apart from his competitors. Pat specializes in service work and remodel projects for the Lincoln and Hickman areas. Pat is always my first call when something in my house isn't working from a plumbing standpoint, and he is always willing to take my text or call any time of the day. So if you need some plumbing help, make sure to call Pat with Crawford Plumbing today at 402-525-8599, or you can find him on Facebook at Crawford Plumbing.
0: What happened out there? I'm fine. I just had to deal with my asshole uh, teammate, Steve Kemp. Uh-huh. They wasn't happy with me for crowding them, but shit, I want some wins. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Pisser. Piece of shit. All that stupid ass flagman. They got a dumbass ass flagman they can't see.
1: All right, guys. Joining us on the uh, amazing pizza machine hotline is Tasker Phillips. He has to be the story of the Nationals this past week. An Iowa farmer locking itself into the A main. Tasker, just a... Uh, Talk about your opening night setting quick time on uh, on what was it Wednesday night?
4: Uh, actually Thursday. Thursday but, night. Uh, the crew guy pulled his head out of his butt and drew a ten or eleven. So I, I was like, oh shit! Now we got to actually get to work and actually prove something. And <laughs> so, so that's that's still probably the coolest part that I I haven't wrapped my mind around is getting a quick time at the nationals. Yeah, I
1: was. We were we were sitting at home watching it, and I texted the guys here. I'm like, "How the hell is Tasker Phillips quick time at the Nationals?" And you know, a local a local Knoxville regular just you just don't see that.
4: Well, I figured I figured Landon was about four cars down, so I, I figured it would be short lived. But uh, I guess luckily for me, he had a little bit of trouble and couldn't go out to the end. So uh, I mean, it, we definitely earned it, but I, I'm still trying to figure out how we earned it
2: just just curious was your qualifying laps was it uh was it a, a track condition that you're familiar with throughout the the whole season or did you just throw a different setup on the car that you, you haven't tried before or did did the plans just line perfectly and you ran two good, good laps and you got quick time
4: um I, that's probably the best track we've been on all year because i mean usually there's 305 and 360 so it it's at least a little wider by the time we get on it. Um, I just, we happened to hit the set up just right. And uh, my car was wanting to, it would turn if I let it go up high. And then it wanted to come down as, as we went through the turn. So I just kind of let it do its thing. And uh, both laps were quick and they were consistent. Usually, usually if I, if I have a decent lap, the other one's not so pretty, but the, <laughs> I guess everything was just lining up that day. Yeah.
3: You know, and what what makes you determine what line you're going to run? Do you watch and see what other drivers are doing ahead of you, or do you just kind of have a, a, a normal setup you're going to run that night to just do based on what you where you're fast at?
4: I mean, usually you just you're kind of keeping an eye on everybody in front of you, and uh, you know, there's there's a handful of guys that you know they know how to how to time, and they're going to get a good time, so you keep an eye on them. But that's the that's the lucky part of drawing early is the track's narrow and you you just make sure you don't fuck up and uh, hold your foot down. But, um, no, unfortunately this year in Oxville it's kind of been stay up high and, and just let her eat. And, uh, that's, that's basically all I had to do.
1: Now there's been a lot of talk with the, with the Wednesday night track, not being the best. Do you think if you qualified Wednesday night, the whole outcome would be totally different?
4: I don't know. Cause it Thursday w- wasn't, that much different I, I think the biggest thing on wednesday was uh there was just there was moisture at literally sitting on the bottom um but obviously the the good guys still figured out how to make it work and still pass cars so it, it was a little more racy come thursday and then uh friday was about almost like a normal week track for us so uh it had been fun to fun to run on friday but I, i'm definitely glad i didn't have to
1: yeah, definitely. So, you get when it's all said and done on Thursday night, you're you're locked in. What was your night? I mean, I I can't imagine what the party was over there at the Phillips camp.
4: Well, it was late. I think it was leading into my birthday, so there, there was a whole mix of things. And yeah, she uh, you got eat
2: birthday cake. You can't can't top that. <laughs> uh, I, I
4: don't know. The crew was ecstatic, and the fans. I mean, there's literally fans crying. I've been paying attention over the years and following, and uh, I I still don't think it's so. Soaked in yet? So, um,
2: did I see that you guys were the last ones out of the pitch? You guys won the trailer race that night.
4: Yep, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're getting pre- we're getting pretty good at that. But I, you know, it, this this sport's all about the fans. I mean, if we don't have fans, we can't do it. And uh, uh, so we, I, I try and try and talk to anyone who's willing to stop by my pit. I, I, I try to talk and uh, converse with and uh, have fun. So. It Take, takes me a while to get get out of the fire suit so we can get, get the heck out of
3: there. You know, speaking of fans and interacting with them, my nephew went into the pits late. I can't remember what night it was, but him and his buddy Ian uh, got a picture of you standing on top of the cage, and it was funny. They kind of went, and they're like, oh, let's get a picture with this person. And they they were like, no, we're not going to do it. He goes, Ian goes, well, Caden, we're, we're going to go to Tasker. I bet you he'll do it. And sure enough, you got that picture of you guys up on the, of your car and everything like that i always thought that i thought that was pretty neat when i saw that at lunch today
4: Well, uh, it's not i don't have the fanciest stuff so i'm not worried about scratching <laughs> nothing so.
3: <laughs> so i did have a question i see in your interviews you and you you've worn this hat forever it seems like the number nine hat what what's that all about
1: josh doesn't know the
3: history i guess i don't <laughs> know the history of that
4: uh that's, that's my older brother's number and uh i don't know i just flex fit hat the the bill bends just right and they 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 fit good but you know repping my brother because i'm i'm not one to wear my own number so Uh, i had a whole box of them it's not just one one hat (laughs) okay Uh, because
3: i was like i saw this hat back in like 2018
4: you're wearing it i was like whoa i was gonna say but I, I've had them forever, but I, I'm about on to my last one. So I'm trying to decide if I'm going to get another box or what what hat I'm going to replace it with. Speaking
1: of your brother, I, I want to say it was maybe 2009, 2010-ish. He was on the cusp of locking him into the Nationals. are you rubbing that in his face at all that you actually accomplished that goal and you're you're the top dog in the Phillips family right now?
4: No. Um, I mean, finishing – He he made that, but they kept having yellows and – well, uh, what happened was the header uh, header stud came backed out, and basically the, the header was falling off and melted the line and caught on fire. So he he would have transferred that year if I think there was like two two complete or two green white checkers that year on the B main.
1: Yeah, I remember but, down uh, down and being down in turn one and talking with Austin Rankin as as the last were closing down and then sure as shit, he pulls off and pulls on the infield and we're like, what the hell happened? And so he runs down there in, in between races and found out that basically what you said with the, the header just kind of collapsed in on itself.
4: Yeah. Um, but now, I, I, every night on the, at the races is so circumstantial that I'm not going to go rubbing it into one's <laughs> faces versus the what? other. He's, putting in, he's probably putting in more than, more than his fair share on the farm so I can stay screwing around with race cars, so uh, that he earned earned last week's finish just as much as i did
2: why did he get out of racing was it just time for him or um what was the reasoning
4: uh i mean i'm sure you guys know it It, it just takes an astronomical amount of time and oh, yeah. uh dad oh eight years ago or so bought bought his own sprayer and i don't even think he's ever turned the key on the sprayer rager rager's always one that runs it and um, Rager likes to be in charge, so he he doesn't want anybody else to have the the screw ups. It's going to be him or nobody. So <laughs> spraying takes most of the most of the time, and then I mean it it takes a lot of a lot of time and money. And he started having kids, and was trying to grow his part of the farm. So it, it was just time, just
3: time. Yeah. So I did have a question. Um, how hard is it at Knoxville to run the bottom? You always hear people saying that it's it's pretty tough unless you haven't done it.
4: Um, yeah, I don't know. I, that's kind of what I'm struggling with right now is, you know, the last six, seven years, I've been very good at the bottom, but you know, I'd try to go up top and I'd get freight train. Just, I didn't have the, the top side speed. Well, now we're getting the top end speed, but this year is weird. Um, I can't remember where Donnie was running in the feature, but the Davey's always the gauge Davey asking if there's a bottom there he'll let you know and he's only made it work a, a couple of times here in the last month so uh the bottom just kind of hasn't quite been there and the, and the cushion's right next to the top so if you're not if you're not willing to let it hang out this year you're kind of shit out of luck
1: it's funny that but, you uh, it's funny that you, you mentioned, a, sorry go ahead no go ahead it's funny that you mentioned david there because i mean he runs the bottom like nobody else does i haven't seen anybody run run that bottom cause since Lasoski's ran it like that
4: yeah, um, and I think he he was actually kind of working with Danny last year a little bit, but uh, that's it, it pays off. He's not like me; he's not searching around for where the car's working or where the car feels good or has the most speed. He he's just determined it's going to work down there. And uh, usually the outlaw races or any big races that he he works his way into about the top five just because he's persistent and you know everybody everybody else gets to search him and he just waits for them to screw up and
2: there's another spot. So shift gears to Saturday. Uh, what was the anticipation like with you and your crew and your team? And gosh, it seems like you got a, a whole, whole mess of people that uh, uh, just love hanging out with you and your family and everything at the track. What was the anticipation building up to Saturday? Uh, Saturday's green flag. Cause uh, it's gotta be a hell of an experience to be locked into the A feature. Well, uh,
4: the crew was probably shitting razor blades, but I <laughs> honestly, that was, that was probably the most relaxed I've ever been rolling into a race. Cause you know, Saturday I, or uh, Thursday, I kind of felt like I proved what we needed to prove and it got, had that big check coming and already accomplished my lifelong dream. So, uh, I was just kind of, kind of there to enjoy it. And then, uh, after Saturday we'll, we'll start working on the, the new goal.
1: What is the new goal?
4: Well, I thought I was going to accomplish it. I kept getting a run there. Uh, just top ten would have been phenomenal. Uh, that's why I hopped out of the race car, and I'm like, man, it's, it's awesome, but I'm pissed because I didn't, I didn't do good enough. Uh, so the expectations are already raised, but um, I, I'd say tr- trying to be level-headed, but I'd say uh, the top ten at the Knoxville Nationals it, it will be the new, new goal.
1: Definitely. So one one thing you know, with with when it was all said and done, Saturday night checkered flies fly, fly. Social media throughout the week since you locked in was it was just the story of the Iowa farmer battling Kyle Larson on Thursday night, and and the whole event. How has your media uh, relations been? I mean, I, I'm sure it's a whirlwind. You're doing podcast after podcast, interviews, photos everywhere. What's that been like for you? Well,
4: that's phone wise basically since we crossed the check well since we had quick time on thursday i i basically just left my phone in the toolbox or at home because <laughs> it was it was buzz, buzzing nonstop. and you could never catch up on all of it
1: yeah i know and it took then, you a little bit to get back to us
4: <laughs> yeah but and then saturday you know everybody's that that was probably the most exhausted nationals i've ever had and i don't know if i really drank a uh, night so <laughs> um sunday we had kind of a family get together and tried to catch up and relax and all that. And Monday get, got back to work. But so so back, when I get back to work, that's when I got all the, the, the time to, to screw around and get back on social media.
3: So what is a normal
1: work, a work day for you?
3: I'm always kind of curious with the farmer. I've heard different stories of what you guys it's do. It's a lot more than
1: just going out and picking corn <laughs> in, the, in the, in the, field next door there, Josh. What?
4: Well, that, that, we're, we're definitely seasonal, but we, we stay busy. The the brothers and I have a, a tile Drain his tile on business, and dad's got excavators and dozers. So we we stay busy. Um, row crop wise, planting and harvest is is the no time for sleep or nothing. Um, and in the middle of summer, I do hay and rager spraying, and uh, Sawyer helps spray, and he does he does trucking and whatnot. So we stay pretty busy. But there, there's about three months where we don't hardly sleep, and then. Other than that farm is pretty easy. Just normal, normal 40 hour week and nothing too crazy.
1: And what's your guys' crop of choice out there?
4: Crop of choice. Yeah. What, what
1: do you guys grow out there?
4: We, we, we do uh corn and soybeans and then I do some hay. I'm surprised
2: right,
3: You
4: don't, well, I guess soybeans,
3: I'm, same
2: as beans. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you how many acres you farm because it's none of our business, but with, uh, uh, you and your two brothers and I assume your parents, uh, it's gotta be a large operation. Uh, Uh, do you guys like divide fields or how do you, how do you go about uh, making sure? Well, first of all, it's dry land, isn't it? Yep. So you don't have to do a lot of irrigating, but uh, you still, you got to keep an eye on everything. Uh, How do you, how do you guys, do you just divide and conquer?
4: Well, so that, that's the, the blessing and the, and the problem is uh, a lot of fields were in them together. Uh, I mean, mom and dad own certain ones. Then we got a whole big old family that, you know, not everybody owns a 40 or an 80 Jeez. and, uh, so, some of us like the brothers and I, we basically anything that's popping up lately for rent, we'll, we'll basically split it three ways. But you know, if, if Rager buys a farm, he, he farms it himself. I mean, we all do the work, but yeah. So, so like come harvest, uh, we have the, wagon that will keep track of basically how many bushels has been pulled off that field and then then he knows he's got that much to sell and they'll go in the same bin you know we don't we don't have separate bins that this is your bushels and this is mine we just have have records of it
2: so you're, you're, and, uh, you and your day is pretty full already you're crazy enough to have livestock or are you do you not do the livestock part that's called a race that's what I've
4: got <laughs> I've got I've got six pet cows, and I think Gregor's got six or eight pet cows, and uh, try to make a little fun money with them. But I, I just wanted them to look at and <laughs> <That's mow>. awesome.
2: <laughs> when the hell do <laughs> you sleep?
4: <laughs> what? That's easy. When I just got when you got a couple, and you're not not worried about making making money on them, it's it's a lot less stressful, and <laughs>
2: okay.
4: uh, it's the best part has been raising my kid and having him come with me and pat him and feed him and water him and, you know, just slowly teach him responsibilities.
1: Yeah. So switching gears back to the racing a little bit, you know, with it being the nationals and doing what you did, you became well known throughout the area or nationally and just not the Knoxville area. But for those that don't know, how'd you get your start in racing? I mean, we know your brother Rager raced. Is it just kind of a family deal?
4: Yeah, that's uh we, we never did go-karts go, go or anything. We just had we had go-karts and four-wheelers and mopeds that we beat the fuck out of each other on the farm with, but other than that, uh, Dad was helping Steve Brazil and in Pleasantville at the time, and he had bought kind of a junk farm that had a bunch of hardwoods on it. Well, he, he logged that out and got a check for it, and Brazil happened to be hanging it up at the same time, so and it was basically what he wanted for a car and I think it was two cars, a trailer and a motor was what dad had a check for. So he just signed the check over to him. And that was Rager's start there when he was 16. And, and, uh, that's when the sprint maters was pretty big and serious. And we, we chased the sprint maters and the Knoxville all over. And, um, and then that just, uh, grew up. And finally I was 14 and the local, a local farmer that, grew up with my dad bruce clark he had a. he told me he always said he had a car if i had a motor he'd throw me in it and uh dad dad built 305 and the, first, the very first race we went to bruce clark had to pick me up out of middle middle school he was waiting in the parking lot <laughs> oh, to pick awesome. me up so we could go racing he actually called me this morning he's like that still pops in my head and he's like he's like awesome job it was all worth it now but he's like i still thought i was freaking nuts for picking up a driver out of middle school you know, that's
3: a, a good question is you say in one of your interviews that you won the crown, one of the crown jewels of the three Oh fives. What is the race you're talking about?
4: Uh, at that time, the three Oh fives were pretty big in the state and, and, uh, Bloomfield had, uh, it 1500 bucks to win. It was the highest paying in three Oh five race at the time. And that was actually my first win was that. So that was a good little, little stats put on, but, um, I think Burlington still races them, but they've kind of fizzled out, and the race savers have kind of worked their way in
1: so you ran the 305 for a couple of years, moved up to the the 360 but what was your first experience jumping in and, and firing a 410 what was that like
4: well i I honestly felt I mean everybody would would beg to differ, but I felt like I was more com- comfortable it it would squat the car more and like run in the bottom when I, I just felt like I was more in control but like I said,
3: everybody else would probably beg to do different you I, coming back to the three o fives with starting in the three o five ranks, how do you feel like a three o five prepares you to move up in class? I mean, you always see people start in three o fives and sometimes they just stay there. How much does that actually teach you kind of the racing side of it in a sprint car
4: Well, just it hey, gets your feet wet and gets you gets you up to speed and helps you work on racing side by side with people but uh i know mccarls and a couple other people they, they've complained about staying in 360s and learning bad habits uh they, they all agree you need to do it for a year or two but then move on so you don't develop bad habits um i don't know i just i always adjust to what i'm in and try not to overthink it too much
2: so, are you going to make your way over to I eighty Speedway in October when the outlaws come in, or that's probably a bad time of year for for a farmer? You guys are probably harvesting pretty heavy, aren't you?
4: Well, that I was really hoping to because that's that's my favorite track, and uh, I hope hope somebody steps in and promotes it. And um, I don't know; it'll be interesting because we missed a lot of rain and the crop, crops are starting to look a little rough. But so we might get going soon enough, soon enough that I'm able to make it over or. Uh, We'll just, we'll see how fast the combine needs, I guess.
1: <laughs> That's one thing I noticed with you. We Knoxville got, regulars get a lot of raptors. they don't travel that well, but you guys always come down and run I 80 speedway when you can. I've seen you and you know, I 70 raceway out there in, in, in Missouri and whatnot. You're one of the guys that actually gets out and travels.
4: That's if I got, if I got an able body, willing to, willing to jump in with me. We're, we're willing to go. Um, and that's why I, I finally got a three sixty of my own and um uh, you know, other than not, away from Knoxville, I basically live in Knoxville and it's it's a minimum of three and a half hours to any other uh four ten show, which I haven't looked it up, but I feel like PA like PA seems awesome. They they're racing three or four times a, a week, but I, I think they're all within what, four to six hours. Yeah. yeah. And cool. And we we just don't have that here, so I I'm, I'm glad to finally get a 360, so I can hit up Burlington and Donaldson and some of these fairgrounds, and you know keep getting laps and keep moving forward. Are you
1: uh, are you going to Jackson this weekend? Since Knoxville's not racing, or are you taking the weekend off?
4: I well, we might head down to Sedalia on Sunday, but you know I the help I got, they've all got jobs and they basically kind of quit them the last two weeks, so I I didn't want to ask for a third week <laughs> in a row and. <laughs> Can't be good. And, uh, and like I said, cro- crops are turning turning kind of sour, so it's probably time to start getting that stuff ready. So just three days is probably just a little too much to commit to.
1: Right on. All right, I want to thank you for jumping on. But before we let you go, um, kind of like what uh, Eric Arnold does with the, his Dirt Podcast, we have some rapid fire questions. But we're not going to ask you Ford or Chevy. We're going to ask you some fucked up shit. <laughs> so, uh, it, it, we, we got weighed really good last time. <laughs> so I want to start off. Um, would you rather have Cheeto fingers? For a, for a day or sweat Smucker's Jelly for a
4: day? For my Cheeto fingers.
1: <laughs> All right. Soybeans or corn? Corn. Okay. Josh, Josh does not get the fucked up part. Sorry. <laughs> if, if you had it, um, would you rather be a uh, mall Santa Claus or a mall Easter bunny for a season?
4: Probably Santa Claus. You get, you get a lot more action. <laughs> Is
3: a hot dog a sandwich?
1: No. Um, Dang it! <laughs> if you had to get one movie quote tattooed on your body, what would it be?
4: Robin's raisin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even want to ask you where you would. <laughs> <laughs> well.
0: <laughs>
2: uh,
1: what's better, being a cowboy or pirate?
2: Uh, probably pirate. Robin I'm, and
1: stealing, I like it.
2: I'm going to ask a civil one. What is your favorite breakfast cereal?
4: Uh, I don't, I don't really eat cereal, but, um, probably, probably the Reese's, Reese's Puffs.
1: <laughs> All right. And before we let you go, the, the, the most, uh, controversial one, who's the better driver in the Phelps family?
4: Uh, it, on consistency or, or, or high points? Either or. I, I'd put Sawyer at consistency, but well, right now I'm running the high points, so <laughs> So well, we'll just leave it at that.
2: It's what gotta if, be you. You're the high
1: finisher.
3: What about the heat race question? That always seems to get them. I can't remember how you word that. Oh,
4: it's,
1: who's who's in your dream heat race? Yeah, that's for the old guys. Tasker's a young buck. Oh. <laughs> okay, but you can go ahead and answer it. Who, who's who would you rather? Who would you have? Who, who would you like to have in a dream heat race, you racing like against, race you? against.
4: And you? All to, slow you guys. So I look
1: it. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that?
4: Oh, if I don't have to go against them.
1: No, you
2: you're you're in you're the heat in race. Heat.
4: Well, I, yeah, so I do. I do all the slow guys, so I so I don't. Have, so I look good. That's what He's I was going to say. The
2: Richard Bell, Bell and Robert Bell and Robert Bell and Robert Bell and Robert Bell. Robert
3: Bell's a hell of a dude, but <laughs> go find some kids at the go kart track, have them jump. Okay, the let a different different type
2: <laughs> yeah. of question. Who is the the one driver that you love to race against? Um,
4: is there one? I, I, I don't know. I, not really. I, I'm a terrible race fan. I'm I'm a doer, and uh, <laughs> that's all I worry about.
1: That's fair enough. Anything else, boys? I'm, I'm good. You know? I don't. All right, re- or Tasker. I want to thank you for jumping on uh, tonight. Uh, good luck. Uh, two more points races at, at Knoxville. You're currently sitting 11th. Uh, are you in shot of bringing that top ten?
4: Uh, I think I'm pretty close to the top ten, but uh, we've had, we have too many motor issues to ever get too serious about it. Definitely so. All
1: right, well, good luck the rest of the year. And once again, thanks again for jumping on with us. And uh, it was a hell of a week. We enjoyed watching it.
4: Thank you very much.
1: All right, guys, welcome back. That was a great interview we had with uh, Tasker Phillips. Learned a lot about him and uh, just kind of what it takes to put on that operation. A lot of farming, uh, a lot of a lot of sprint car
2: stuff going on. What a great racing family they got. Just a down-to-earth, normal guy. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and doing doing what he loves to do and having some success with it. He he kind of gets a bad rap sometimes for being um, out of control. And, the balls of the wall. Um, yeah, I've seen him take out uh, Cody Ledger at I eighty once. It was just a bad, bad move, but. But, man, he just – obviously, the Phillips guys just love racing, and uh, they do what they can do. Tasser's cars rarely matches. <laughs> <They're>, yeah, right. <laughs> they throw just throw everything together. Yeah, you he he heard what he but, said. He
1: doesn't have nice shit, so he doesn't care if it gets scratched up.
2: Yeah, man, it it, it ran fast uh, this last weekend. That's for dang sure. You know, as far as busy as they are,
3: that's pretty amazing that they can run as much as they do.
1: So uh, keeping on the national steam, because that was the biggest race going on, you know, the whole year. It happened this past week, obviously. Uh, let's recap the Nationals a little bit, uh, Brad. Uh, Josh, what? Any surprises stuck out to you for the week? I mean, I know we had Logan Schuhart, you know, winning the pre- prelim feature Wednesday night and not locking himself in the A main. Uh, a lot of talk about how the national format needs to change. At the end of it all, I think it all washed out, and you know, the t- best guys were were there. I mean, Logan finished third, third on Saturday night.
2: I tweeted it. Everybody <laughs> needs to calm down. The cream always rises to the top. I was waiting uh, for that. When Wednesday's show, there was so much criticism on Twitter about it, uh, how it's not fair. The track was too wet. the track was too narrow. It's unfair. They need to change the format. That story gets told every year that they need to change the format. And every year, Saturday night, the best of the best show up and 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 they they finish in the front. Don, Donnie Shots came from Wednesday's show, and look what happened to Donnie Shots.
1: My big thing with the format is you hear everybody bitch complain. Oh, it's too easy to win an outlaw race. You start up front, and there you go. Mm-hmm. You go to a big event race like that. Oh, this is too damn hard to win. You pick a fucking side, people.
2: Well, who who was complaining about it? The people, uh, people that weren't, weren't there. there. A Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania driver that couldn't get it done the last three years, so he stayed home. Um And AJ Flick, I think it was, was, I don't even know if he's ever raced there. I, um,
1: I just saw fans. Some I mean. fans
2: complaining about it. You know, this format is perfect for fans because it makes the good guys race and come to the front. I say that
3: every, like when I used to go, my favorite nights was qualifying nights because yeah. those heat
1: races best race, are awesome races yeah. the of the week.
2: I mean, if you're a fan, you want to see Donnie Schatz start 8th and and come to the front. I mean, they made that tweak of the the format several years ago from the Fast Time starting 10th because the cars are becoming so even. So they did move them up a row and they start 8th. But look at J.J. Hickel. He started 6th in his heat race, and he was running 2nd coming out of 2 on the green flag lap. He took a chance. He went up four and What the fluff. a badass move it was, that was. It was an amazing yeah. move. I could not believe that he did it, and it was awesome that he did it. And it stuck, and he ended up winning that heat race from sixth place. So don't tell me the format is screwed up, and you you it needs to be changed because that format does exactly what it's supposed to do, make the drivers earn that $175,000.
3: Yeah, but what people will complain about is, yes, the Hickle deal, but at the same time, Logan didn't make the A-Main out of and he won open well, the opening
1: night. He should have timed a little faster.
3: <laughs> but should've that's I should
1: have timed a little faster. Should've.
3: To me it puts all the pressure like people complain that it puts all that pressure on qualifying. And it does because yes, you sh- if you're fast, you should be fast.
1: But you're also
2: racing well, for $175,000. Right, you right. have to earn that yes. paycheck. Warren Buffett has a lot more pressure in his life than I do and he's making billions. <laughs> These guys are racing for one hundred and seventy five thousand instead of ten thousand. There should be pressure. I on mean, them. if you
1: look at like late model races, all the big late model races, look at i eighty with the Silver dollar Nationals. uh double heat races on on Friday yeah. night. I mean, right. they have
2: weird formats. You have to earn that money. yep. I th- don't think there's anything should be changed with the Knoxville Nationals. I think it's a a great format. I am a big fan of the fifty lapper on Saturday. A lot of people aren't. I am. Uh, I like the little break. I like to watch the, the the crews come out there and change tires and whatever else they need to do in in three minutes. Uh, Brett Marks crew made a bad change and he was running third and he dropped back to seventh or something. So whatever they did did not work. But Donnie Schatz's crew made the right changes and they got him to the front. They well,
1: phoned in Carl Kinzer. Yeah. Well,
2: I always liked
3: <laughs> I actually like the change they did make, which was the Hard Knocks night. Because Friday night used to be
2: kind of boring. Friday night was a wasted night. Yeah, and yeah you, it was. you, were, you were just there. Nobody good raced. Right, or you got to watch a showcase. No case. offense to you, you guys that race Fridays, but yeah, it was there was no real point to it. They they tried to make it exciting with the mystery feature and the race of states, but most people would bring out their backup car and and they weren't. Still, do I do miss
1: there. the World Challenge. I, yeah. I kind of wish they would yeah. still do that.
2: I thought that was the biggest waste of time in my. <laughs> I still, I liked. I always. Nobody it. knew half of the Australian drivers that were in it. There was no point to it. And what I did not like about it is that guy that won that race got an automatic bid. No, in the day I, I don't. I don't like no, that oh, part. I no, that about that. Yeah, I
1: don't. I don't like that so part. But. I didn't
2: like that, but I do like the Friday night now because it yeah. means
3: something. It puts yeah. more pressure on Friday, night. Yeah. and you get to see a lot of the good guys on Friday night. Yeah. So all four nights you're getting to see competitive racing, not what it used to be. Whereas you watch the scrambles for 10 laps. So that was yeah. fun. But other than that, most of the guys were, you know, the guys you really didn't know racing. And so you kind of tuned it out, you know what I mean? But nowadays it's that hard knocks night. That definitely is cool to
2: see, you know, you get, you can lock into the a, even if you had a bad qualifying night. Yeah. Um- I don't know i just think i've even spite what happened uh, last year uh, with me over at knoxville uh, it kicked my ass um i still think it's the best four days in the world uh, that what knoxville the raceway does uh and the fans the build up the, the excitement the number of people that show up it, it's just an amazing four days and if you're fortunate enough to hit the 10 days of knoxville that's even better but uh it's uh, don't change a thing
1: Definitely not. So other surprises of the week. Uh, let's shark. Week continues. Uh, yeah. Jacob Allen, Mr. Uh, Matthew McConaughey of the world outlaws. Uh, <laughs>
2: what? Uh, I, I did not see that. And uh, that I was ruined for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jacob. That was just awesome that he did. Uh, he won that uh, Thursday night race. That was so cool. And the shark racing gets uh, sweeps the weekend, uh, the, the two days of qualifying. That was, that was so cool to see. Uh, I don't know anybody that, Does not like Jacob Allen. He doesn't, he's not like Shookard. He's not as good as Shukart or doesn't appear to be, but man, when he's on, he's fun to watch.
1: So I might be completely totally off base. I mean, I'm not the biggest Logan fan. I'm not the biggest Jacob Allen fan, but it was, it was great to see Jacob. win. is Jacob Scruffy's son. How is it? Or is it it that grandpa? uh, I think Logan is Scruffy's grandpa. Right. Right. And Jacob is his son. Jacob's Logan's uncle.
2: Wow, I never thought about. <laughs> I that it. I heard it. I like I've I, heard I said it a million times. I, I heard I it. I heard it the other day, and I made me think, <laughs> what Fred's the fuck? Sitting there like, um, is definitely uh, the grandson of right. Bobby Allen because he always says grandson. Yeah, Bobby Allen does. And then I think Bobby's,
1: I think it's his son, Logan's or Jacob's dad. I don't know. It just made me sit back and be like. Did I hear what I thought I heard? What the fuck's going on here? So oh, Brad's looking it up on the Google. So another <laughs> another surprise as, as Brad's looking that up, Austin McCarl and uh, Tyler Courtney on the front row. I did not see that coming at all.
3: I thought it was awesome. I, I To have, as much as I know Brad's not a big McCarl fan of the he McCarls, like, or if it's just Terry, but I thought it was <laughs> awesome to see him up there. I mean, to have a local guy on the pole, that's that. I mean, it, what a week. Win. I mean,
1: what a week for him. I mean, he announces yeah. that, you know, him and his wife's going to have the, have a baby. And, uh, later on that night it's announced that he's on the pole. So, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm not a Terry McCarl fan, but I, I mean, it was awesome to see a local guy take, the, get on the pole. And, and of course the iconic, uh, color of the 88 car yeah. is awesome. Is cool. It's just a beautiful race car. So, um, he he stood tough. Yeah, he hung tough for the the race. Uh, I'm sure he's probably a little disappointed in, in falling back to seventh or whatever. But he's happier than hell that he he set on the pole. And he not led too the many first, people. first corner, right, or yeah. the first lap. He he led a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was awesome. I, I'm all yeah, that's kudos to them that's that's pretty cool to see uh see a, a young guy like that start on the pole and then uh, t- his dad did it a few years before him that that's a pretty cool thing i uh, w- i wanted to i was kind of surprised with uh, jj hickle he was on our show last year and uh, good dude you yeah, have a good interview um he's had some unfortunate luck this year uh, he's tore up some cars, and, and most of them were no fault of his own. He just uh, collateral damage from other people's wrecks. But uh, um, he goes out there in that heat race, and he goes from 6th to 1st to and wins that thing on a Wednesday when the track was supposed to not have any passing. And then he, he qualifies for the A feature. And, uh, Lab 1, what, what corner sucks, 1. <laughs> what sucks is they interviewed his car owner, and he said that when he got to the shop on Saturday morning, there was a guy standing at his door, and the guy... Gave him a check and stickers to put on the car. They sponsored him for for the a feature, night. and he only got one lap of sponsorship. He didn't even get one lap. No, didn't lap. First one. corner, he, jumps to the right rear. He did get some TV time with yeah. the sponsor. So. Did you did you guys saw the crash? Didn't you? The, yeah. the onboard. Oh road. yeah. I mean, he Shit. did nothing wrong. He just went on the high side, yeah. and the car in front of him drifted up and into his line, and and rode nothing, the nothing you can do. Right rear always beats left front every time. <laughs> and took one hell of a spill. He took a
1: hell of a spill, but I mean, I mean it, looking at it, he took a worse ride than than PPM, but uh PPM got the worst end of the deal there and yeah, uh that I, sucked. Hopefully yeah. everything's all right with him. I know he has some recovery to do. Uh a couple of vertebrae fractured, I yeah, think it was. S- he said what,
2: 6 weeks? You know, C7 and T1. Um so Yeah,
1: Parker said a minimum of 6 weeks to sitting out, so
3: So what's the hardest part about recovering in something like that, Brad? I know you do the athletic training side.
2: What is, what's kind of a recovery that he has to do? For him, probably watching somebody else sit in his race car. But is it a lot of like more Uh, body strength? It's just like, it's just like any other broken bone. You got to let it heal. Um, Now, after a certain period of time, you can start doing some strengthening exercises on your, your shoulders and your neck, but, uh, uh, for a while here, until the calcium builds around the fractures and stuff, you got to let it, you're gonna have to let it heal. I see he's only in a neck brace, so that's good. So, uh, uh, it's just, he's really lucky that he has movement and he didn't he didn't lose any feeling or anything in his body. So, how close um, is
3: that to being paralyzed from where he um, got hurt? If at? if
2: if it would have affected the spine, he would have probably been a paraplegic, meaning uh, just his legs affected. Um, usually for a quadriplegic, it has to be up in like C2, C3, uh, the lower cervical, it would be more than just, that, just the legs, but still when somebody's a race car driver and then you lose your legs, that's all right. I mean, well, Kevin anybody, Kevin anybody is a good example of yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Anybody that loses their leg uses their legs if they after they were able to use them at one point that's got to be a hard pill to swallow. So, definitely, uh, i in my opinion, (laughs) I'm not a race car driver, but I would take the extra weeks to get make sure it's healed because it's you're just one crash away from. I mean, yeah,
1: look at Cody Ledger uh, last year. So,
2: yeah, Yeah. um,
1: Donnie Schatz is he the best ever at Knoxville when it comes to nationals?
2: This is a good. Topic of discussion to to have for about anywhere, but I'm going to say yes.
1: I say yes. Yes, he has one less uh, win than uh, Steve Kinsler with 12 uh, shots is sitting at 11. He's but look the at most, the consistency the yeah. shots has had over his career there in Knoxville. Yeah, in the That's last I just about to say
2: in the last 17 years, he's only finished out of first or second one time. Yeah, one time out of 17 years with with tires going down, motors blowing up, whatever. All Thirty lap races to fifty lap races. Thirty to fifty laps. He's done it all. He started in the back. He started in the front. He started in the B main yeah, once. He started in the B <laughs> main and, and one. So, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of old timers that are thinking we're crazy podcast dipshits. But uh, well, they uh, already I think mean, that. <laughs> They're opinion, not wrong there. In my opinion, Donnie Shots at Knoxville is the best ever.
3: He runs lines that no one else runs. So, I mean,
2: you can't. You can't you can't beat him. If you guys watch the tape, um, he coming out of four when he started making grounds on on uh, gravel, he was on the low line. But if you see the 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 low line started glazing over a little bit or getting shiny, he moved uh, half a car up, so he was straddling that groove. So his left wheels were still in the in the moisture, and his right wheels were above that that. Uh, I don't want to say glazed off because it was not taking rubber, but the slicker part. The slick. And he was coming, and with five or six laps to go, I look at my wife and I said, "He's going to get him." And I was just, rooting for him. He just yeah. reeled him in, and and uh, and then when he got past Gravel, he was gone. Well, I heard there was more cheers than booze. I mean, there, so there people were. Are I was there. Them. There was a lot, a lot more cheers than there were boos. There were two guys behind me. One was a younger kid, probably. 18 and then his dad and they were both wearing shot shirts and afterwards i can't believe we got to see this this is awesome we got to see him win i saw it that's what it's all about man i'm not a shots fan i I like him but uh, i'm not the biggest fan but uh, I, I was happy to see him uh, rebound with the struggles that he's had the last two or three years with this Ford program. That's yeah,
1: it. I mean, I'm not the biggest Shots fan either, but I'd like to see history made, and uh, he's, he's on, his, on his way to making history. There's what, one more? Is that all I need? One more enticed Steve.
2: He wow. was on KNIA, that radio station, interviewed, and they they literally asked him how much longer, and he said, "I've got two more years with the Outlaws, and then I'm going to phase out, and then in ten years I'm going to be completely done with sprint car racing." So when he said the next
3: generation of shots is coming up, his nieces that they're yeah. they're going to yep. just as they're big already as winning through five races one, up there in North of them's Dakota, got
2: three or four wins already.
3: Yeah. yeah, he joked that uh, in I think that same interview is that he. They, they see him come to the track, and he's like, well, Uncle Donnie just shows up with his helmet and his, his driving suit, and we got to show up, and we got to work on the car and stuff like that. He goes,
1: well, Uncle Donnie had to earn this to Donnie's get to this level. Donnie's had 20 freaking Donnie years of busting his ass doing this.
2: <laughs> yeah, Donnie used to have to do that. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so uh, a lot of great things in Knoxville this, this past week with the Nationals, but uh, some shitbag, dirtbag race fans breaking t-shirt yep. trailers. Yeah, that's horrible. Stealing hard-earned cash from these drivers. Uh, what a piece of shit. I hope they at least got pictures of the one yeah, guy. Yeah, they got so pictures I and really video that they uh, track him that down. got into uh, Logan Wagner's trailer. Yep. Hopefully just, they find him. and. Uh,
3: well, that makes it worse for all of us. When we go out to the pits or we go into that, now people are going to be wondering, you know, hopefully they don't do
1: something. You know, I, I mentioned it earlier. I think it was with the uh, 360s at ID a couple weeks ago. I mean, here in Lincoln and yeah. in the Rusk area, we've had people break in. And steal shit out of trailers and i i'm one that carries my camera bag i got thirty thousand dollars worth of camera gear and i'll just throw it in the corner and yeah well, let it sit there that. all night now no i'm finding a guy who i can put in the trailer and even yep. even that's not safe
2: absolutely you're gonna have to leave somebody back at your trailer throughout the whole race yeah, just, just to, to make it. sure you're, you're protected and it's really sad because one of the great things about racing is everybody's Trusting each other and hell, everybody leaves their trailer wide open. Yeah, and that's stuff. that's why I
1: had no issue leaving camera bags yeah. in front of you know guys that I
2: don't even know. I mean, right? I hope this isn't one of ours. I hope it's just a, a local asshole that f- saw. An I mean, pray some fucking meth head yeah. out there and just so, doing that shit. But, but yeah, and and who was the other driver that got hit? Justin, uh, Henderson, Justin got Henderson got hit. Got I hit. mean, oh, I
3: didn't know Justin. Yeah, Harry. I thought it was a whole yeah. wagon, was it Wagner that got it. Logan, Wait, Logan, Logan got, I,
1: yeah,
2: Logan got jacked for like five grand. Five grand, yeah. In, in the matter of, he said he was 20 feet from the trailer. Yeah, talking, talking to Brian to Brown. Yeah. And wow. the guy got in there and snagged it really quick. So it's unfortunate and it's sad, but you know, it's going around all over the country. You hear people getting their helmets stolen, getting something stolen out of the trailer. And, uh, Hopefully we can take the law into our own hands and just find this guy and just beat the living hell out <laughs> yeah, of him. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I, me personally, I don't have a pot to piss in,
1: but I would never stoop that low to go on somebody's trailer and steal their shit. Yeah. So. And
3: in, in the business that, that I'm in and me and Brandon are in, every day we hear about, you know, with signs and stuff like that and, and construction trailers getting broken into. Yeah. I mean, it's so bad that they'll ask me when they come in, they're like, well, I bought five signs, four of them got stole last night. He goes, have you had anybody came in trying to sell – frames and it's like, no, I've never actually had that not in a pawn shop. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, but it's, I've known this for years that it's been this way and half of the reason why we make these certain labels that stick that don't come off is for that. So yeah. then that way, when they find the person, they can say, this was mine. It has this label that won't come off. I mean that, but it just isn't going to make it as much fun to know that, you know, the next guy that comes walking up to your trailer, is he kind of sketchy looking, or is mm-hmm. he is he going to do something instead of just thinking it's just a normal dirt fan?
2: Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, but before we wrap things up, guys, uh, got a question for you. How are you guys with uh, hot sauce and hot food? Horrible. Love well, hot, uh, spicier the better. Spicier the better. Yeah. Brad, you might be my guy. Oh, um, our friend over at the Front Stretch Podcast, Dan Taylor, he's raising money for the Alzheimer's uh, Foundation here in Nebraska. He has a goal of $10,000 to okay. raise. Nice. Um, he's, he already met his personal goal, which was, I think, $2,000 or $3,000. He's up to like $4,500 right now. Uh, if he met his personal goal, he was going to do the Triple Atomic Challenge at Quaker Steak and Lube.
3: Jeez.
1: Well, thanks. Some hot, fucking spicy wings. Mm-hmm. Um, if they make $10,000, uh, local modified hobby stock, not hobby stock, stock car driver, Jordan Grabowski's going to do it with them. Brad, if they get fifteen thousand dollars, do you want to jump in and uh, not a chance in hell? I, the I spicier the better, and you're no, backing out. I, <laughs> His face looks red already. I don't want
2: to tear up my insides, and it's going to be hotter going out than coming in. So <laughs> I, I no, absolutely not. I
1: mean, I don't, I don't do hot, hot sauce or hot food like that. I mean, I, I do, mean, do it to a little extent, but I looked at the uh, the Scoville level. and It's five hundred thousand on the
2: Scoville level, which is hot as fuck. Oh, man. I I talk and, a big game, but I, I like spicy, but I don't like it. But
1: I might have to throw down if he can get 15 grand. I don't think he's going to get 15 grand, but That's I, I right. might jump in and do it with him.
3: Yeah. That'd be pretty cool to see you go and do that, to see your face finally get hot from, or yeah, bright I will, red. I
2: will say Quaker Steak and Lube has some great wings. Yeah, they they do a good food. job So
1: And also, I mean, he is going to do it there. Um, I think he's going to do it in October. So I invite all of us to go up there and uh and, and then just support him. I mean, it's a great yeah. cause that he's raising money for. Um like well, he did, he did somewhere he shaved his beard. Yeah, right? he, him and Adam had their own little. Adam Galeen had their own little pe- personal bet going on, and he, he looks way different with his beard who, gone now. Yeah, who could have raised the most money, and uh, Adam beat him by a couple hundred bucks. Nice, and off goes the beard. So,
3: <laughs> didn't he let the drivers shave it too? And I everything? that
1: I don't know. I was not there. It was at Eagle Raceway. I did not go.
3: What Brandon's there?
1: <laughs> so, I mean. I'll find out more details about it, but if you wanna we'll if see. you wanna donate to uh, Dan's cause, I wanna uh, tweet out the the links to all our social media stuff, and I'll, I'll share it on, on Facebook on my page, and uh, let's let's get Dan up to his goal of ten oh, thousand dollars. Speaking
2: donate. of going back uh, to the race, fans are the worst. Um, there was a guy that took the tail tank of the thirty nine of, of the Swindell Speed Lab car and just took it and started walking. The and then they started chasing him down, and he took off running. What makes you and think he you're just, entitled he, to that? He literally said, Jordan Swindell posted on Twitter, that he literally said that he just thought he could have it.
1: What makes you think you're entitled to that? I don't know.
2: That's just so bizarre.
1: I mean, back in my day when I collected tires, I've always asked and they're thrown away by the trash can. Like, Hey, uh, Tony Bruce, are you keeping this or can (laughs) I take this shit?
3: So I remember when Trey wrecked at the 305 nationals and being around that pit and how many people walked up to him like, Hey, can I have that side panel off that? Can I have that? And, and Matt was always like, "No, you know, like if we're gonna give it to somebody, we'll give it to a sponsor, or you're yeah. gonna pay for it."
1: Yeah, I, I just don't get why people think they're entitled to something. I mean, I don't know why they went, especially that shit something anyway. in good. Per, per, hey, per, I
3: got a wheel well. sitting over there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> something in good shape like the Swindell, table tank. Yeah. I mean, I get having wing panels and putting them in your garage and your and your your man cave or whatever, but ask for it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. But uh, everything
1: at our work has been
3: donated to us. Like it's usually them coming to us with a tank or a sideboard yeah. or something we've done, but we don't go and openly just say that's ours. you know.
2: So race fans watch after each other, and uh, if you see any shady characters, keep an eye on them for, for the teams.
3: And if you see Brad there, just go get him. He'll take care of
1: it. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. With that being said, uh, thanks for joining us on Episode 67, a quick time to podcast. We will check everybody out next week. Thanks for tuning
2: in. See you guys. Later.